was like, are you going to answer the freaking phone? What, did I go away? What? It took forever for you to answer. It kept ringing and ringing. Oh, Ooh, me or I was, Scott or both? Both of you. I was answering the, how, what was the quality? How of was the rating call? of the call? So I said, yeah, exactly. cancel, I don't care. And oh, then the was, other, the, the other recorder window opened up and I wanted to give that time to shut back. So shut your pie hole about me not picking up right away, all right? You leave my pie <laughs> hole alone. I put pie in that. <laughs> you know, try How are you guys doing, huh? I don't make care. Sure you, didn't, you didn't break the MP3 <laughs> Skype recorder. All right, it is getting bigger. All right, this is so the angry good. show. <laughs> the angry show. Like a JSA Adventures. This book sucks. What are we, what are we ever, when are we ever going to do the uh, Get Off My Lawn cast we, anyway? We just did. We just did, and we're deleting it. <laughs> we just did, and you guys complained and talked, and I ate pretzels on mute and listened. And just threw in little... When when do you ever expect comments? Bill to be the most discreet among us? Well, I don't want to sit here... Man, I was belching, and the dog was barking. And, uh. Yeah, I was trying to be couth. <laughs> Well, there's a first time for everything. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! What's in the box? Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spataro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back. To the bins. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins. Tonight we will be continuing JSA Strange Adventure. JSA Strange <laughs> Adventures. Speak, Adventures. boy, speak. Strange Adventures. And with me is Dr. Fataro. <laughs> Whoever that is, okay. Well. I guess that's Dr. Dr. Fate. That would be Dr. Fataro. Dr. Fataro. Okay, well, Naboo will let me do this then. And <laughs> Scotty H. Thunder. <laughs> and the H stands for? Uh, homunculus? <laughs> uh, heavy? Uh, we'll oh boy, I'm not heavy anymore. Homogeneous? <laughs> I don't know. What does the H stand for? Uh, if you told I'm us that, then we'd know. One hell of an American. Oh, anyway. Aww. And I am uh, yeah, Wild Bill Cat. Wild Bill Cat. That's me. Dr. Wild Bill Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Bill Hit Cat. I wear half a cat face and punch walls with my bare knuckles. That's that's what you do for a living. <laughs> hey, you saw a guy saw what I did for a living today. You saw me climbing through some some. Uh, well, Paul did. I don't know if you saw the picture, Scott. You didn't comment. I did. Yeah. I, I, no, I love that picture. It reminded me of uh, when Hans is checking on the explosives in Die Hard. <laughs> 
Oh, that's what I said. Come out to the coast. We'll have some laughs. <laughs> yes, I was in a precarious position. Actually, I was trying to go backwards because I was able to go up through that rather easily. But coming back, um, let's just say something got in the way in my midsection. And I was kind of <laughs> like, oh. I could almost hear Hans Gruber saying, Dr. Bill will not be joining us for the rest of his life. The rest of his life. <laughs> so what are we looking at today, guys? We are looking... What? Bill's just like, I'm just stuck. I can't breathe. I was like Winnie the Pooh, you know. Don't bother. <laughs> So what are we looking at today? We're looking at uh, issue five of um, JSA Strange Adventures. This is it me or is this miniseries? Are we are we getting through this one faster than we seem to usually get through a miniseries? I think we are because uh, if we peek behind the scenes, it's because we're well. Maybe I'm a little lazy and not bringing a book, so and I've been getting home late and stuff. So it's been like, yeah, let's just let's just knock this out. Yeah, let's do the next issue. Come on. Yeah, do the next issue. Well, guess what? After this, we're all we're gonna be out. So we're gonna have to well, come we up got more stuff. Out. More stuff in the uh, in the pipeline. Yeah, what you said. Yeah. So I, uh, I would like to call out there to listeners to uh, to once again. I know we we've done this several times in the past. And I don't know if we've gotten much of a response, but I'd like to throw the idea out there once again to the listeners to tell us what you would like to hear. Um, you know, I, think, just, I think we've had some response uh, in our mail peeking around now. We have, uh, and I think there's been series that we've said, yes, that's a good idea, let's do it, that we haven't gotten to, and now we may have like forgotten what they are. So if people have suggestions, right. please just repeat them. Don't don't. We don't mean to insult anybody by not covering books that you've suggested, but but we're old and our minds are feeble. <laughs> but I mean, we, we've done, you know, I mean, we've done a lot of series lately. We did the Terminator series. We did Fearscape. We're doing this. We've done, you know, quite a few uh, Avengers series. You know, we, we, we've, we've gone through right. a lot. But now, uh, issue number five, do we have a synopsis? I will be happy to provide one off the top of my head. Oh. No. Off the top of his pointy you little know, head. You know, I think I've been doing very good with these synopsises, and I'm beginning to resent that. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I, I think the fear is that if we if we try and act as if we just expect you to do well, that you'll stop trying. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was muted. Mm. You were neutered? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was neutered. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we have the same uh, series of uh, people... Uh, uh, Creators doing the book, Anderson, Kitson, and Erksine. Uh, we'll talk about the cover real quick. We have Dr. Fate, the Atom, and Hawkman in the center, and they're fighting giant robot Nazis? Would you guys say? I guess, oh, it's, it, because, it looks like they're fighting Wildcats, the Borg. What? It looks like they're fighting the Borg. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fighting the Nazi Borg. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I say giant because if you look at Wildcat, he's like he's holding up a guy's finger. Yeah, 
it's, like it's holding a, back this guy's like the guy's getting ready to flick him like a flea. Whack. It looks to me like a like a fairly sophisticated cover as far as the layout goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean I I I don't know where you guys fall on it, but I really like this once again. It does not have that same pulp feeling that the other ones did for me personally. It may mm-hmm. be based on pulp stuff from the past, but it, it doesn't scream that to me the way the other ones did. This one just looks more like a painted cover uh, in in general. But I, I think it's very moody because the heroes are, are really nice and bright, and the Nazis are all kind of bathed in a green light. Greenish, so, gray, like they're almost black and white. Yeah, they, they almost have a noir feel to them, whereas the heroes are, are bright. Uh, I, I guess Adam is like pulling some wires out that have sparks on it, but almost, it almost looks like he's taking like a, a, a dozen roses and beating them up. <laughs> so I'll he's got the stems you. in his hands. Teach you to prick me with a thorn. Why you? <laughs> but the the sizing of the characters looks a little questionable. You know, and I'm not just talking about wildcat holding the giant finger uh like dr fate looks especially small compared to the other guys like the proportions in relation to each other don't look quite right but i i i only say that as i look at it more closely because i don't dislike this cover at all what is that blue thing that's dr fate no 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 the blue thing Oh wait a minute! That's another person standing there. Where? Yeah, yeah. It back is. to us. Okay, back like if you go you up from between, Doc- you're talking between Hawkman's knee and uh, yeah, yeah. That's armpit. Yeah, that where that's the back of somebody. Yeah, who would that be? Um, Doctor Midnight, maybe. It's a green cape. Yeah, a blue I th- hood. Yeah, I think that is Doctor Midnight. That's it, weird. That's, I didn't that. even see that until you pointed it out. That's, you know, his, yeah, his head is just below the crotch of one of the encroaching Nazis. Because I'm trying to think, who has a, who else has a green cape? It's not Starman or Green Lantern. It's, it's almost like he doesn't really need to even be there. Like, I mean, I, I didn't notice that until now. Right. I'm, I'm flipping through the book real quick to see if Midnight is in this particular issue. And so I'm not seeing him. But I'm trying to remember what color, what color is his cape on the outside? Because I think he has a cape that is kind of like Green Lanterns, where it's it's a different color on each side. I think I could be wrong. I'm, well, you're I'm right. Not... We don't see all of. Oh wait, hold on. No, it's not the. It's not the specter. No. Oh, it it is midnight because. Or at least potentially midnight. Oh yeah, because his cape is green. Yeah, yeah his I cape just is saw green, him. and his 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 cowl is actually black. But much like Batman, I think that they sometimes color it that blue color. You know, blue or, that's or Wildcat. They do the same thing. Yeah. Although in this yeah, they yeah, have him green. black and gray. There is no blue on him in this, but very frequently you'll have like blue highlights on him. But instead yeah. of looking like well, he has cat whiskers, it looks like he has bug eyes. Because yeah. Of, the way his face is turned up. Sorry about the yeah. eyes thing. Or, or seashells under his eyes. Yeah, there's a there's a page in here where he actually looks like he has seashells under his eyes instead of uh, 
instead of whiskers. So let's okay. uh, do a quick synopsis of the book. Uh, the JSA are picking up the pieces after the uh, the large Zeppelin was blown away by Dr. Fate. And uh, they're thinking, well, you know, a lot of damage was done. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, it was this too price, high of a price to pay to prove them wrong. Um, you know, Johnny Thunder still feeling sorry for himself. And meanwhile, in Sierra Oscura, New Mexico, um, well, Mr. Williamson is taken before the Lord Dynamo, who appears to be some type of disembodied, well, not disembodied, well, it's hard to tell what he is. He's a body of like possibly a teenager, young man floating in a tank, and he looks like he's made out of, well, energy. Kind of looks like Wonder Man, but with, you know, with the ionic eyes, but uh, his body's all white. And he's basically sitting inside a power cell type contraption, and he rattles off his life story to Mr. Williamson because he wants Mr. Williamson to do his biography, and he was a a prodigy as a child in, in the arts and science, but he had a disease that was his cellular energy was fading, but his father devised a way to give him the spark of life and zap the crap out of him and supercharge him. <laughs> and then he found a way to create machines to actually help him and extend his life. But the Germans were interested in these and uh, they came along and, well, they were happy to help him, and he kind of tricked them into letting him build his own machines, which he then later turned on them onto his captors. Unfortunately, in doing so, he killed uh, not only the Nazis in his ancestral home, like we saw uh, earlier on a uh, couple, but an issue what was the last issue, I believe, but we he also killed his own parents, and but now he's you know been. Flying around in the Zeppelin because the Zeppelin was the the item that the Nazis helped create that he's using the harness energy to prolong his life. And his ultimate goal, other than staying, well, he's now, since he couldn't get Green Lantern and Starman's gravity rod, he's going to consume the energy from the Hoover Dam. And uh, Mr. Williamson is a little, little upset with this. Meanwhile, the JSA is still looking for him to no avail. Johnny Thunder is throwing a pity party, decides to resign from the JSA, even after Spart- the Star Spangled Kid says, hey, you wrote a great story in here. I didn't write that story. That was Jack Williamson did. Uh, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Lord Dynamo is a little ticked off that, uh, you know, well, if they don't want, if they don't want my progress, then to hell with them. Um, Meanwhile, Mr. Williamson is trying to figure out a way to reach the JSA or Johnny Thunderbolt exactly. And he figures out, I guess, through science and contraptions, he's able to make a phone call to Johnny Thunder. And just as Johnny gets the message, the the line goes dead with the R from Mr. Williamson. (laughs) And he rushes off. Rushes off to the JSA, and that's your quick synopsis. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Arr, arr. It's not an arg, it's just arr. Before Lord Dynamo can, ah, arr. <laughs> so quick, quick thoughts, what'd you think of this one? Um, I'm glad it wasn't Perdegaton. <laughs> I thought it was going to be somebody we knew. 
well, it's nice to get a villain that we don't know. Like this is a brand new, from scratch, villain, not somebody we knew. I kind of like that. This is going to be interesting because you, you and I are are, are going to be I, 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 well, not directly opposed, but kind of because I. I wouldn't mind that if it was a new villain, if it had been a cool villain. But I honestly oh, I thought didn't say it was this cool. was going to be somebody... I was just saying it right. was nice that it's a new villain and we're not rehashing the same old villains. Right. But I I had a villain in mind. I still can't remember this dude's name. i got to look it up real quick. But there was a villain that, from the get-go, I thought this was. And not only isn't it him, but i got to be honest... I, I'm. I don't want to go so far as to say that the series jumped the shark with this issue, but this villain sucks. I mean, having it turn out to be a little kid was really like, wow, really? This that's kind of it's kind of crap. I gotta be Not honest. Not a little kid. He's a teenager. Yeah, he he's is. A teenager, We're old young men, adult. which makes that a little kid. <laughs> well, they draw him when he's in full, like his full body looks like an adult, but when they show his face, he does look like a ten-year-old kid. Yeah. So he, that's he, a little bit of inconsistency with inconsistency with how he's drawn. Yeah. Because I, I forget, do, do they actually say how old he is supposed to be? Because in most of the pictures, the the depiction of him artistically, in almost all of the pictures, is he's very... I mean, there's damn it, the stupid pages aren't numbered, but there's this one shot here... It's the page that starts with the Zeppelin, and it has the narration saying, Since then, I have roamed the Earth, consuming the energy I need to survive. You look at the next panel, he looks about three. No joke. But then you flip the page, and he looks like he's probably like, I don't know, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very inconsistent in how he's depicted. But in most of the pictures of him, he looks like he is prepubescent. To me, that's a child. I have to say, I, I thought the uh, I thought the artwork in this issue, which is kind of reflected by what you're saying, I thought it took a step down from the previous issues here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it, it felt to me, it's not terrible, but it felt more rushed than the previous issues. The previous issues seemed like they were done with much more care and attention to detail. This this felt a little bit more thrown together. Uh, the layouts aren't bad the storytelling isn't bad but the actual pictures look to me to be less detailed less less care, like less care went into them um this i i i'm not in total agreement with you but i would tend to lean towards what you're saying about the villain scott uh i don't know why but if i had to guess going into this issue i was going to say the villain was going to be vandal savage that's the guy who I had in my head that it was going to be, not per degaton, uh, but but, right. but one that, that's almost as much of a common villain for the Justice Society. Uh, so I was a little surprised that they went to an unknown, and when they did go to an unknown, it didn't feel very original what they did. Uh, you know, they gave us a new villain, and he just kind of feels like a rehash of so many other stories that we've heard or, or read in the past. So for that reason. I wasn't totally enamored with it, but I almost feel like this issue is just kind of filler to get us to the final confrontation, and this this series is now going to rise or fall depending on how they do that next issue. Right. 
So that that's my take on this overall. I mean, we can go through it page by page. I don't want to give you know too much more yet. So I'm doing a quick search, and I think the villain I'm thinking of. I think his name, I was thinking his name was Bolt, but I think his name is, yeah, here he is. I, I just found it. There's, uh, I'm looking at a uh, who's who entry on him. His name was Death Bolt, and he had some form of electrical powers. And I, I just remember him being in um, some issues. Oh, it actually says here that his first appearance was All-Star Squadron, so I guess he was created for that series. I, I didn't know if he was somebody that Roy Thomas pulled out of the Golden Age and put in the book, or if he was original, but it looks like he was actually created for that particular book. But yeah, he was uh, he was a villain. He had... Uh, he's, he's very much a Marvel-style looking villain, because he has a, a green bodysuit... With uh, with purple cape, purple trunks, purple gauntlets, and a purple helmet, and he has a, a black lightning bolt on his chest, and his name and purple boots too, and his name was Deathbolt, and he had some sort of uh, it says here Deathbolt is also a master of all electrical energy, which is what I could remember about him, is I thought he shot like electric bolts or something like that, so that's why I I really thought that it was going to turn out to be this guy. And I was trying to remember, was there a story, like, what happened to him? Because I couldn't remember what happened to him. I just remember him battling the All-Star Squadron, but I didn't know, did he get killed or disembodied at some point or something like that? And I, I really thought it was going to turn out to be him. So, I mean, part of my disappointment with this issue is, you know, it, it's on me because it's my own, you know, expectations. But then uh, I, it's also, I think, on the issue because I'm, Frankly, I just think the villain's crap that it did turn out to be as well, you know. So it's kind of half and half expectations and, and you know, that it's a kind of a crappy reveal. But I don't know. What would you guys think? Well, like I said, I, I, I didn't think he felt terribly original. I think he feels derivative of a lot of stories we've already read, uh, even though he's a new villain. But I do think that they can work with what they've created here. And like I said, I think it's a matter of what they do with him next issue. Right. Maybe they're going more for a um, for a pulp fiction type feel with the with this villain on purpose. Really, the, I, I don't be. know. I don't, does that feel pulpy? The 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 kid genius. Well, I, I, and yeah, I'm not saying be. that I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I I haven't read that many pulp novels to really say i'm just trying to think of some of the ones i i have or i'm familiar with like you know doc doc samson and doc savage uh, savage yeah sorry see in, see how uh, much not familiar yeah, in all fairness i don't i don't think i've ever read a pulp novel not that i can remember anyway i mean i've read tons of shit inspired by the pulps you know lots of shadow comic book stories and stuff like that but i don't think i've ever read an actual pulp not that i can recall so yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. It just yeah, like you say, it just it felt his his whole origin story and everything. Not only did I think it was kind of silly, but I, it was also very derivative too. Uh, he he didn't feel terribly original for an original character. Yeah, I mean, I I think we've all read multiple stories with the 
kid who's born and he's a genius beyond everybody else and, and he's shunned because of it and blah, 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 blah. Right. He's not That's, shunned. He was shunned. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was loved by his parents and they were doing everything they right could to he save killed him. Them. Creating, it was an accident. It was uh-huh. the Nazis fought. It was the Illinois Nazis. I hate those guys. So let's why don't we start going through this thing? All right. The story opens with a duck bill plat. Oh no, it's uh, <laughs> an art man. Uh, he looks hard like hard. he looks like the platypus from uh, what was that show? Phineas and Ferb. Yes, Perry. Perry the platypus. platypus. Perry, Perry what the platypus. are you doing here? Well, there you are, Perry. <laughs> Perry the platypus. Ah. He does look like that. And I, I think it's, there's been a tendency to draw the uh, the gas mask bigger and bigger as we've been going on. <laughs> so maybe instead of Lord silly. Lord Dynamo, we have Lord du- Lord Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so here we have uh, the atom is lifting a, a, an eye beam. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Mr. you know Mr. what? Superpowers. I've got a compl- well. I don't really know if it's a complaint. It seemed like Wonder Woman's gotten a short shrift in all these mag, all, all these books so yeah. far. Yeah. yeah, she she's been she has not been focused on at any point. I mean, this is uh, just doing a quick skim. I think that is the only picture of her in this book. And it's not not even very well drawn of her. I don't. Think. No, no, she looks. And she, so she and Adam, and Adam are a, actually carrying an eye beam together because they are, have equal strength, apparently. <laughs> no, no, they do not. Yeah, we think we went over that before how they really aren't powered, which is why they could go to Eastern Europe to begin with. So Some of these guys look a little chunky on this first page. Adam does. He looks a little yeah. uh, beefy, like he's been hitting a sauce. Too Star many chicken Spangled wings or something. He he looks a little beefy too. I thought. You can't tell on our man because of his cape. Right. But uh, then you know, we, the next page we have a splash, and again I I don't feel the artwork. It's not a badly laid out splash, but I feel like the artwork lets me down a little bit. I don't think it's well drawn, of Starman and the Green Lantern uh, doing some cleanup. I, I, I love this page, but this is the only page in the book, the only shot in the book that I genuinely really love, and that disappoints me because up till now I've been kind of digging the art. But I, I, I do genuinely really like this page. But I, it, I don't. I, I feel like it has the potential to be that good, but I don't think I don't think Starman's drawn very well, <laughs> and he's front and center. Right. What I'll tell you why I'm laughing at this. Is it, is it Starman's codpiece? No, 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 no. Um, no. I'm, well, yeah, that is pretty prominent. That's like, whoa, hello. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. So, I'm laughing at the next two panels on the next page. So Dr. Fate is fixing the glass. But for some reason, in the second picture, more so than the first, doesn't it look like he ran face first into that wall and it flattened out his mask? Bang! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Like he ran yeah, into a telephone his, pole and his, his nose fit in there. And his arms are on each side of the telephone pole. You just—it's like he just went. Oh, that's funny. I, 
Johnny looks like he's sneezing as he's saying "say you too." Say you. His bow tie is getting bigger <laughs> with every I, panel. It's gonna it's gonna come to life and choke the crap out of him. So he's having his pity oh. party, and Starman is again trying to cheer him up to no avail. Looks like he's about to tell him only he can prevent forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, I, I you know of all panels to, of all splash pages to like i like the one with the uh, indicia on it where it shows the dirigible in the sky i guess was it in new mexico mm-hmm. it's there's no heroes right. drawn on it at all but i just i don't know i just feel like it's a dramatic shot of the dirigible with lightning bolts uh surrounding it and it's tethered to uh, a mountain or a uh i don't know if it's i don't know if it would be considered a mountain or or just a uh a, a, a stony growth of some sort, but I, I just so, feel like that's well beaut- drawn because the clouds look very cool. Mm-hmm. So Williamson being escorted, and he's you know he's saying, "Where are you taking me? Shut up! Shut up! This is all so strange. I said no questions. I would turn and say, "Hey, jackass! That wasn't a question. That was a statement." What are you zapping me for? <laughs> Don't you sprick in the English? Now, that would have been a question he could have zapped me again. But did he just say, but how But how do you expect me to cooperate if you won't tell me? Wait on see. Lord Dynamo will explain everything. And then we have the booming. Uh, uh, I could do a Bane voice, but uh, nah, that's given. Yeah. You know, I have cho- I have chosen you, Jack Williams. Now we know it's a kid. <laughs> yeah, I imagine he has like a like a Baylock voice. <laughs> I have to try on you. <laughs> it is a great honor. Or maybe maybe the what was the one with the where Kirk who who did Kirk fight? Oh, with the Gorn with the with the guy in the in the oh the Metron. Pop- yeah, Metrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does look like a Metron. Did, is, now, is there really a reason that these doors to get in to see uh, Lord Dynamo need to be big enough to be on uh, what you call it on Skull Island? Uh, it's in dramatic Scrooge effects vault. It's the it's 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 it has to be the I would say it's the entire circumference of. The Zeppelin is the side like this. These doors go top to bottom, the entire size of the Zeppelin, and maybe uh, it has to have a special compartment just to contain him and his energy. I don't know. It, it, it just seems like a an artistic choice that does not make sense does, in reality. What you mean? A right. giant heavy metallic door doesn't belong on something that floats around on lighter than, on on uh, you know like hydrogen or uh, helium gas? Yeah. <laughs> Inside the Zeppelin, unless they're in that little uh, little compartment on the bottom, and that thing a little bit. Uh, Zeppelin's pretty big, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we've got. Why does it look like he has a hole in his throat? Like he's got one of the. Uh, I used to love swimming. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Williamson. <laughs> I had to kill my parents. Never mind. That's not funny. It's, it's mean, but it's funny. It's mean. <laughs> oh, 
Put some you pants are on. a great writer, though your talent. Oh no. So, and and, and maybe maybe that's part of the problem with this character is it's more or less just a silhouette of the character, you know, kind of as if he's emanating light. So all mm-hmm. you see is the shape of his body and then a couple of little features, just, you know, a couple of lines to designate where his hair begins. And then you have his eyes, his nose, and a mouth, and that's and, and the little hole at his throat. And that's it. But I don't think that hole is there later. I think it's just, I don't know. No, it must just be a shadow, I think, because I just looked on later pictures and it's not there. Could be some just, of that, that weird like, stuff that's floating around in there. Something's floated in front of, it, of the, him. The, the, the faux Kirby Crackle, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was Kirby Crackle. Yeah, it's not quite Kirby Crackle, but it's very similar. Or, or if any listeners are from Philadelphia or New Jersey or, or Pennsylvania, it would be Kirby Scrapple. Anybody know what Scrapple is? <laughs> I'm familiar with it. And I've never that's eaten what it. it is. Oh, it's delicious. Not good for you, but it's, it's the worst game for old people. <laughs> Scrapple. Yeah. You know, I'm more. I know. I'm. I'm wondering if. Like, what's the potential? Is the villain gonna? Is he gonna have a different look? When he next emerges, issue? is he gonna escape this? Uh, Cylinder he's trapped in? Yeah, that's uh, it remains to be seen. That's why I said a lot could rise and fall on next issue with whatever they do. Mm. Yeah, they got one issue to wrap it all up. Yeah, it's gonna it's it it's not that it can't be done, but I think it's a tall order. So we will see. So mm. uh and and what is it about Lord Dynamo? that has created the loyalty in this, you know, uh, I guess his, his, well, some of these guys, he's saved from death. So they're probably, even though they're part machine, they're just loyal to him because they're not dead. Because they're not dead. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe, you know, just trade one evil dictator for another one, one evil boss for another one. And, and I, 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 Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys disagree with me, but I feel like it's lazy writing that we have. Jack Williamson, you will help the rest of mankind to understand me. You must tell my story to the world. It is destined to be your most important work. So that's how he's going to tell his story. Oh, what, in a flashback? Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, he, he basically, it's like... I must tell you my story so you can tell the world, so this way I can have it in this comic. Right. Eric Don... I was born Eric Donnerstein, the only child of a wealthy nobleman in a small Balkan country. I was a child prodigy like Mozart, like Carl Frederick Gauss, only smarter, more talented. There was nothing I could not do. Through a succession of dense and brilliant tutors, I quickly reached... University level in most branches of science and mathematics. By the age of eight, I outstripped my own teachers. I had no choice but to set out to learn my alt. Blah, 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 blah. Don't write that, Mr. Williamson. <laughs> I will kill you. I had no choice but to set out on my own to learn everything. I composed and performed music. I wrote sonnets far superior to Shakespeare's crude efforts. 
suddenly I'm becoming a centauri from Babylon 5. I studied all the greatest science, the scientists, the philosophers. Got to not slip into Arnold. Found flaws with many fundamental assumptions. I was blessed with the incredible potential to improve human culture and civilization. But I was dying of a terrible disease that sapped all my energy. It was called puberty. Made my body so weak I could barely move. Even in yeah, what, what is this disease? I feel I, like I we're owed this. Even in unconsciousness. It's made up comic book disease. Yeah, exactly. What is his dad? Well, his dad looks like who? Mm. Well, when, when he's playing the piano, he looks like he's like 30 years old, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I got no idea if those are actual equations for anything. Looks like it might be, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to guess. I'm trying to look at him. But, uh, yeah, so we have basically the montage of him doing all the brilliant things. He's playing the piano. He's at the blackboard figuring out formulas while the obvious, like, you know. Teachers it, are scratching the te- their head. Yeah, teachers are saying, oh, my God, he's so brilliant. Then they show the him reading, reading books in this philosophy, science, plays, Shakespeare. Like, he's, he's reading all these things at the same time. And then, what did he fall asleep on all these? He fell pages? asleep in a pile of his sonnets and 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 plays and stuff. It's it's, it's a little ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> look, look at the doctor that diagnoses him. I mean, it's 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 really like they we got to go to the stereotype manual to figure out how to draw these guys. We'll, we'll draw the doctor. Can we make him look like Freud? Maybe I don't know. All. <laughs> All I can hear him is saying, yes, doctor, it's an acute case of overeating. <laughs> <laughs> look at the guy. Look at the guy who's carrying the, uh, what, I don't know what you call the, the steel, the steel tube, tube thing. Yeah. yeah. Swing low, yes, swing carry the tube. <laughs> yes, That looks like Doc Savage. Man of tubes. It looks like Doc Savage if he had a hunchback. You there, carry that tube over there. Yes, yes, master. I am Igor in my early years. And I, I guess that the father looks like Boris from Latveria. He does look like Dr. Doom's right-hand man. Maybe this is Doom. <gasps> but then finally, he meant I managed to channel lightning directly into my ailing wasted wasted body the spark of life my life i don't care what you say anymore this is my life this is <laughs> city alpha 5 so that's he when he supercharged get... again alive <laughs> but then they show him back working you know in regular normal human form well yeah like that kind of gave him a burst and he got charged up, and then his battery ran down. And instead, eventually, I had to hook myself up for longer and longer periods, becoming a giant battery to maintain my brilliant mind. So unless he got a constant influx, he would just shut down until he needed so much he needs. Basically, he's pure energy, as Mr. Spock would say, pure energy, pure, pure, pure energy. Fascinating. I want to know what the Nazis are thinking. So... Along come the Nazis. Oh, we're the boys of the chorus. We hope you like our show. 
But now we've got to go. So the Nazis came yeah. and wanted <laughs> wanted the, the to steal the experiments, build a machine of conquest, and it turns out to be Der Led Zeppelin. I mean the Zeppelin. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> ah. Come from the Balkans, and I don't know why I get so tired and so sleepy. Oh, yeah. Now, okay, the not so he created his own labor force of drones, and now that reminds me of Iron Man too. But drones, you want drones? <laughs> but look at those. That look like makes the the two that are standing behind them look like aliens. Are those supposed to be the Nazis? I, I don't know what those are supposed to be. Yeah, those, the guys those, that those look like, like yeah, very weird droid-looking things. They look like like from Beetlejuice when he stretched his head and made it all long, like <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Remember when he did that when they were trying to scare them and yeah. they like pulled, yeah. pulled his head out? That's exactly what that looks like. Yep. Freaking scary looking. You Whereas all the right. other ones look like basic tinker toys. But uh, then he, you know, he gets the, he had the upper hand and uh, turned the machines against, against the Nazis. And, uh, yeah, you know, cost him his parents' lives. Whoops. We have his mother's hand sticking out of the out of the wreckage. It's like kind of Martha Wayne-ish. The pearls all on all hands inside the wreckage at all times. Maintain hands inside the inside the crushed rocks. And then he turns it back into a three year old or like yeah. a five year old. Well, then he looks very young again, and I agree a hundred percent about the inconsistency of the way he's rendered in here. So, and then we cut back to Mr. Williamson, who is you, know, you give him give him as a character credit for having some uh, some credibility that he's he's he calls him on it. So, yeah. you, want me, you want me to write your biography to make human understand you? I understand all right. You're nothing more than a vampire sucking life energy from and life from others, a parasite. How much brilliance justifies evil? Who is keeping your balance sheet? Do a few symphonies and sonnets make up uh, for the buildings you destroyed, all the people whose deaths you caused, your own mother and father? Even if you give us a cure for polio, how can you justify killing a thousand for your own illegitimate purposes? I have a right to stay, I have a right, the imperative to stay alive. So he's, you know, now gone beyond any point where you'd feel sympathy for him because he's made himself to be more important than, you know, than thousands. Right. Whereas, you know, yeah, because like, because he, you know, even and you see in the background, even while they're having this discussion, he's creating music, I guess, through the power of his mind uh, onto machines and and books and working on. You know, he says, while also developing a grand unified theory of the universe that will supersede the primitive scribblings of Einstein. If he was so brilliant, wouldn't he come up with a better method of transportation than a than a Zeppelin? 
<laughs> I, I don't even mean that as a joke. It's it just like, no. you know, it, it seems to me like the writer should have had him have some sort of very sophisticated traveling, you know, item. What do you want to call like it? Like some type of jet with vertical takeoff and landing that could hover or something. Yeah, some, something a little faster more than sophisticated than what, what the science of that day could have done anyway. People could make a right. Zeppelin. Oh, they were making Zeppelins years before this. Exactly. So, you know, shouldn't he, shouldn't this brilliant guy have some sort of ship that people would be in awe of? It's a super Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, he, they're traveling to the Hoover Dam where he's going to drain its power grid. He would have preferred to use Green Lanterns and Starman's gravity, but consuming a large share of the nation's power will be sufficient. This orgy of energy consumption, interesting choice of words, will push Lord Dynamo, Dynamo over the brink to a higher state. Uh, then I shall have all oh, the power I will need. I will be immortal and invincible. At last, I can force mankind to achieve greatness. So he's going to be the benevolent dictator in his mind. Ah, yes. And then we see various members of the JSA out and about searching, but they can't find a big old Zeppelin. I do like that shot of Dr. Fate flying over the farmland. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that mm. is. That's a good shot. And apparently... We have Yosemite Sam back at the Justice Society headquarters. Wait a minute. Does Hawkman look like he's got a beer belly? He does. Is this just the shadowing? No, he's drawn, shadow, he's drawn as if shadow. he does. That's the excuse I use. It's a shadow. He needs to shave his chest again, too. He's getting all stubbly. <laughs> Where are we seeing Yosemite Sam? I'm missing that. Read the, well, he's he, he may not be in the picture, but that's his thought. That's his word bubble. My head hurts. <laughs> now, okay. I didn't. I didn't take the time to actually look it up, but I was wondering if all these places actually existed in the year that this is supposed to be in this story. Because uh, something tells me that not. the writer probably did not take the time to uh, to actually research this. Because I mean, we didn't. Why? Which we one didn't do you have, think is not there? Oh, I have no idea. But I mean, when did the when did the last states come in? I mean, I'm sure it was well past 1945, right? Well, the last two the states last... were Alaska and Hawaii, so they're not yeah, part so they of wouldn't the be on this contiguous map. United States. Right. Yeah, we already had the 48. You think so? By 45, yeah. we had 48 yeah, yeah. states? Yeah, sure we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe it is accurate then. I don't know. It was just a thought that occurred to me I, when I saw I thought you were saying something about that the, the, the city names weren't right. But no, I yeah, think. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I, they may not be for for that time period. They may not be correct. I'm not sure. That's possible. I see Constantinople there. What's <laughs> Istanbul? Now Constantinople. Istanbul. Oh, that song. So Johnny Thunder decides oh, to resign. Wait, 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 wait. On January 3rd, 1959, President Eisenhower sounds a special proclamation admitting the territory of Alaska into the Union as the 49th and largest state. So, yes. When was that? 
1959. So we had 48 states be prior to 1959. Okay. So Johnny Thunder well, resigned. As I say, it was and talked to Midnight. I, I almost feel like they're just patronizing him. Uh, even without your Thunderbolt, Johnny, we still need you as the JSA's historian. <laughs> and Starman's got kind of a funny look on his face there when he's talking to him. Starman or? Not Starman, Star Spangled Kid, excuse me. Oh. Yeah. Like it doesn't look appropriate for what he's saying. He's saying that, that Johnny wrote a great story, and Johnny's upset, saying, I didn't even write it, Jack Williamson did. Then we cut back to the inside of the dirigible, uh, where, where what's the name of the, the flunky? Do we know? I don't remember. And that's yeah. kind of bad, that we don't remember the name. Lord of Dynamo's it. flunky is saying you tried to I don't know that they've him. given him a name, have they? I don't know either. You know what? I think he does have a name. I think I read it like when we first started reading this, when I was glancing at like the DC wiki. But then I quickly looked away because I didn't want to be spoiled. I think he does have a name, but I do not remember it. I like it. he's got a full sentence here, but he's got the just the one word to give it an accent. You tried to help these weak und stupid humans, but they slapped you in the face. Wait a minute, go back a page. Yes. Yeah. Weren't all these people on like an important reconnaissance mission where they actually needed the information that they were sent out to, to gather? Well, they didn't find anything and came back. Well, Hawkman actually took the time to shave his chest in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> so did Hawk Girl. Well, good for her. <laughs> I just happened to notice that. He was all stubbly like one page ago, and now all of a sudden, or I guess it was a couple pages ago, but now all of a sudden he's he's all baby smooth again. Smooth as an android's bottom. So uh, Lord Dynamo says, I meant to be a paternal, benevolent ruler to them. Steiner, that's where that is. If ah. only they had shared what I needed from them. But they were not willing to meet their obligations. They didn't wish to pay the price for progress. And then we move on from there. What the hell is happening on the second panel of the next page? I couldn't figure that out. Where? What do you mean? All right, so on the next page where you got the robot thing going, preparing for departure, course heading established, the next panel down, what is happening right there? Well, they broke the mooring line and freed it from the rock. Remember the big splash? Yeah, okay. remember the big splash page? There was a there was a rope attached to it. Right, yeah, I know. But yeah, uh, that's that's the mooring line to the okay. to the rock. All right. No, not. Not yeah, not, not Dwayne Johnson. What all the names can I come up with for it? The stalagmite. Or Dynamo suddenly develops a big ass in the next picture too. <laughs> in the next, huge ass. <laughs> huge. So they're heading over to the uh, to the Boulder Dam power routing. The power Boulder Dam didn't. They didn't feed the entire. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa, well, whoa, before they whoa, said the whoa. Hoover Dam, now the Boulder. I guess. Yeah. They're, now they're, they're draining the all dam? the dams. I guess. Yeah, but it didn't feed. The damn entire them. Nation. But it didn't feed the entire nation damn like that is. Hell. Damn you. <laughs> I don't know about that. There was no. There was no. Boulder Hoover. What's the difference? It's not a Hoover. <laughs> So uh, this is kind of weird, uh, I guess. 
Mr. Williamson is realizes that the Thunderbolt is still tagging around in the Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I think that that's that's actually good, and that's probably going to be a pivotal thing in the next issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you knew the Thunderbolt wasn't dead. Yeah. Right. But shouldn't it have been absorbed into? Um, well, it is. It's in the dynamo. energy. It's in the energy in there. Yeah. So after after mm. Lord Dynamo absorbed the gin, all all I could think of was poor Johnny Thunder's misery. It never occurred to me that the Thunderbolt might be might still be alive inside this huge power source. And then you see there's like a, uh, I guess like an energy face. bulb or something, and it's got his face in it. Like a crystal ball. Right. It's like the lady's face in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Madame Leota. Yeah. That so, wasn't a Yvonne DiCarlo, right? From the Munsters, was it? No. Uh, I used to think that when I was a little kid. No, the the face is Leota Toombs, who was an Imagineer, and then the voice huh? was uh, Eleanor... Roosevelt. Uh, I can't remember her last name. She played... Uh, she played. Uh, Mal- she was the voice of Maleficent and the voice of Lady uh, Tremaine in uh, Cinderella. I can't think of her name. Eleanor Audley, I think. Hmm. So we we cut back to Johnny Thunder's apartment where he's sitting and reading the story that he got the byline for. I assume he's reading that story, but that Williamson actually wrote. And then his oldie old timey phone rings. And he answers it and just hears weird static until he actually gets uh, Jack Williamson's voice. Johnny, you've got to listen. I know Lord Dynamo's plan. And so you've got to convince the Justice Society, get them out to Hoover Dam right away before Lord Dynamo can... Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Williamson! Mr. Williamson! And then a beefy-looking Johnny Ah! Thunder runs for the door. Yep. Continued. Shouldn't it say concluded? Yeah, to be concluded. Yeah. Unless it's not. (laughs) Unless we're going to end the story on a cliffhanger. But I assume it will be concluded. Finished. So, I I mean, I think we kind of gave our feelings on the story and the art. Uh, You know, this this one feels like a drop down after the last two issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. The only part of this whole issue that I really liked was uh, the reveal of the Thunderbolt, which, as you say, of course he's not dead. We know that you know he's not going to be dead, or that he wasn't you know destroyed or dissipated or whatever. But still, you know, getting that confirmation and, and the way it's done, I thought was really cool. But that was honest. I, of this entire issue, that was the only part of the the whole thing that I really liked. Um, most of the issues taken up with uh, with Dynamo's reveal and uh, and his origin story, and I just I didn't I just didn't like the characters. So I don't know. This one really fell flat for me, and I, I agree with you. The art is a serious step down, which just kills me because I really like Barry Kitson, but this issue is just not up to his normal uh, standard of art at all. So yeah. I don't I don't know if it's a if it's an inking thing I don't know if it's a rush job thing I don't know but the art's just yeah it, it feels to me like it's a rush step 
I could yeah. be wrong, but that's what it feels like to me. Right. So maybe we'll see more next issue and then get yeah. get a better feel for it. And hopefully next issue will be a step back up again because this one was a little bit of a disappointment. So that'll yeah. be it for this issue. You want to do uh, read a couple of pieces of mail before we call it a night? Sure. Yeah. Yes. I have the mail up. But I need to go not to the inbox, but to the bins box. Well, I'm going to start with one dated December 27th from a gentleman named Bill Hood. What? And it oh, is, okay. the subject says, I am not Russell Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, love the podcast. Listen every week-ish. And thank you for consistent releases. As you tend to do independent book fairly often, books for it fairly often, I'd like to offer the suggestion of reviewing Cry for Dawn or Crypt for Dawn, most by Joe Linzer and Joe Monks. They are both anthology books similar to Creepy or Tales from the Crypt. Highly suggest picking them up or finding them digitally somehow. Keep casting Bill Hood. I am interested in that, and I certainly would take you up on your suggestion bill if i see these books somewhere because uh, i'm what not familiar again? with them at cry all for dawn? cry for dawn and crypt for dawn i'm doing a digital search right now for cry for dawn and nothing's coming up i will look for crypt of dawn crypt for dawn hmm no i'm not it's 1996 i'm not I will do some digging around, see what we might be able to well, actually, find. Actually, you know it is Crypt of Dawn, my mistake. Crypt uh, of Dawn? Yeah, I see it. Uh, I just put it, punched it in quick, and I came up with it at mycomicshop.com. That's not Oh, digital. here we go. Serious Entertainment. Yeah, here we go. Is the other, I wonder if the other uh, series is through Sirius as well. Crypt of Dawn. Oh, this is the character Dawn, right? I guess it's an anthology book. Of oh, this yeah, okay. It does, it does look, just from some covers I'm seeing, it does look like it may go to that 1990s uh, style of, uh, you know, trying to get an audience through showing sexy characters, which may or may not be effective. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to see more to know if I'd Works like for it me. or not. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying I'm oh, I'm not so pure in that I'm opposed to that, but sometimes in my comic books I don't need it. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate the email, Bill. I appreciate that you're listening and that you're enjoying it, and thank you for taking the time to check in with us. Uh, and we'll you know we'll see. Maybe we'll look into those books and see if we can, if we can find them somewhere. Uh, maybe we'll we'll cover some or more than some. I don't know. We will see what happens. All right, I'm going to read an older one um, that Russell set to us. It's I don't think we've read this. Back to the Bins, Terminator, The Burning Earth. Okay. Uh, hi, hi, guys. I kind of like these continuing saga episodes you put together based on a limited comic series. That's yeah. like we're doing oh, right good. now. I think my favorite of these so far was your Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey. I don't – did you – were you around for all those, Scott, or no? I think he was just there for the I first one. Yeah, I think it was just the first one, uh, which I regret. I wish I, I wish I had been able to be there for all of those. Mm. 
in which he says, which I just looked up and can't believe you completed that almost a year ago. And this, he sent this to us in the middle of September. So, wow, geez. Time sure flies. I will never be, I will never be the Terminator fans you guys are. Who could be? I actually had never watched Terminator until I met Amanda. She enjoyed it so we can watch it at any time on our Blu-ray set. Probably need to do that again soon. However, most of my Terminator knowledge comes from you guys. I probably wouldn't. Uh, well, I probably funny. wouldn't be getting this trade. I think I'd understand it a lot better if I could see what you were talking about. But it sounds like it wouldn't be worth the trouble of finding it. I enjoyed your coverage, but it may not be for me. And it says my notes. Doctor Bill mentioned Wi-Fi. I think as an explanation how the Terminators communicated or new things or something like that. Uh, he says, I was going to say that it might be far-fetched, but Wi-Fi has amazingly been around since 1971. Hmm. So it would have been possible, even with this series having been written in 1990. Uh, you mentioned Avery Shriver, Schreiber. I always enjoyed him. Like Scott, I saw him mostly on Match Game, but I also remember his Doritos commercials. I also <laughs> remember his robot computer man routines. Very funny man who... Hmm? Wasn't she married to Arnold Schwarzenegger at some point? That's Maria Shriver. Oh. <laughs> a very funny man whom we lost in 2002. I guess that's all I have for this time around. Thank you once again for keeping me entertained at work. Russell ba- Bragg, ba- da- da, Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. And Russell managed to send us a quick email on each one of our uh, assistant editors month's books so let's let's try and see if we could work our way through those without taking too too long the first one is on the first episode which was the eat it and read it episode uh, congratulations <laughs> to fellow assistant editors chris honeywell dario gonzalez and thomas dj of course as you'd expect i didn't have any of these books the only comic talked about that <laughs> i'd even heard of was marvel team up number 44 74 excuse me featuring saturday night live it was a very fine book brought by chris and i enjoyed it very much the other two were weird to say the least I had trouble following what the what those two were about, but Dario and Thomas made it fun anyway. Good job on all three of you. He sent one on the Middleton Files. I got it. Okay. Uh, back to the bins 3D5, the Middleton Files. Congrats to fellow assistant editors, Professor Allen, Emily Middleton, and Dr. Ang. Once again, I didn't have any Ange. of the comics offered. Oh, Ange, sorry. My bad. Once again, I didn't have any of the comics offered. However, I am familiar with the writer of Professor Allen's comic, Mickey Spillane, Mickey Spillane's Mike Danger. I have several Audible books written by Max Allen Collins. They are all labeled disaster series based on historical events. Among the titles are The Pearl Harbor Murderers, The Titanic Murders, which I think Scott would love, and The War of the Worlds Murders. That, well, that's not it. Well, oh, okay. Well, I guess technically it is historical. I was thinking that I'm going to remember Martians invading. They are all fascinating, all the while learning a little bit of history while you go. There are a total of six in the series, and I would highly recommend them. I guess that's all I have for this time around. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Next one was on Here Comes the Sun. 
Congrats to fellow assistant editors Tom and Brett Panaris. As usual, I did not have either comic, but I enjoyed hearing about them. The Panarises did a fine job and should be proud of their efforts. Thank you for keeping me entertained. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Uh, you want me to hit the next one? Yes, I do. Okay, back to the bins 387. Al and John, take a turn. Congrats to fellow assistant editors Al Sedano and John Wilson. I did have a copy of Superman 82 at one time. Oh, but when I bought The Death and Return of Superman Omnibus, I got rid of the comic. I'm pretty sure I even had both the newsstand and Chromium versions at one point. Speaking on this subject, have any of you seen the animated movies based on this storyline? Uh, I can't remember if I've seen that new one or not. As I say with most movies nowadays... On which, I'm sorry, on which storyline? Uh, the Death and Return of Superman. It oh, was, uh, no. I've seen it, bits and pieces, but I haven't seen yeah. the entire thing. We have it, we have it, but haven't watched it yet. Anyway, I I enjoyed Al and John's talk, and one of them wanted them to know they did a fine job. Guess that's all I have for now. Russell Bragg. The next one is on Kirk Russell, Escape from New York. Congrats to fellow assistant editors Kirk Greenfield and Russell Bragg. Oh wait a minute, one of those names is mine. I know it wasn't the best sounding episode, but we worked hard on it. As Dave McElvaney wrote to me, Kirk and I were supposed to be in the secret Back to the Bins comic vault, so it should have sounded echoey. Oh well, I don't really think I can add anything to what we said in the episode. It was an honor to give you guys a break. I hope you made the most of it. Russell Bragg. Continuing with our assistant editor's time, the next one is... Uh, Back to the Bins 389, Hero Zumo and 2.0. Congrats to fellow assistant editors Chris Tyler, Scott McGregor, and Mike Zumo. I thoroughly enjoyed your episode. I only had one comic of the three you guys brought to the table. That was Scott's What If number 34. I had it originally off the stands and loved it. Lost it somehow, reacquired it years later, and then sold it when Marvel put all of What If Volume 1 into trades. I believe I have all seven volumes. As for Chris and Mike's comics, I have never gotten into G.I. Joe. I, I never really got into G.I. Joe as a kid. I don't know why. Just never appealed to me. And I was way out of comics by 1997, so I was not looking at Superman or any heroes at that time. However, I enjoyed the discussion about your G.I. Joe 1 and Superman Volume 2, 121. As a side note, I could see... I can see what Scott and Paul and Bill are doing. They are extending editors months so they can get episode 400 ready for us. It should be a huge undertaking, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again for entertaining me at work. It's like he was prophetic. It was a huge undertaking. I'll give it that. Uh, then at the final assistant editor's email, congrats to fellow assistant editors Luke and J Jason and Luke Giaconetti. I thought for sure one of them would bring a wrestling comic, but at least they talked about them. I recently decided <laughs> to obtain the 12-issue run of the WCW comic book series. I hadn't even heard of it until Sean Mayrick from the Worst Collection Ever podcast brought an issue to the table. It's goofy as you would expect, but they really get the essence of the wrestlers. At least I think they do. 
Anyway, I, I, I sold one of those not long ago. I don't know where the hell I got it from, but I sold an issue of that on eBay when I first started like reselling stuff again recently. And I got a pretty penny. I was shocked because I was like, what is this? You know, it's some crap from the 50 cent, but somebody paid a fortune for it. So, yeah, I didn't even know there like like he just said, I didn't even know there was any wrestling comics. But, yeah, sure enough. Anyway, I enjoyed the comics Jay and Luke brought to the table. I do have What If number 49, but not the other, Eternal Warrior number 5. It was kind of neat that for two straight episodes we had a What If comic, and I had both of them. Bet that doesn't happen again, that I have a comic for consecutive episodes. Without looking at your episode (laughs) database, I can't remember if you'd even done a What If before. Yes, we have. We've done several. Oh, well, as always, a great show was enjoyed by all. Thank you for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. So I guess that will do it for the email for today. And that will do it for our episode. Well, but wait, I wanted to do one more while we have Scott here. Okay. Because I want to talk about that. No, 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 no. I wanted to talk about that episode you weren't here for. Um, Now it won't open. Which one? Uh, the Ben's House of Horror. Okay. Do you have it up? Because I can't get it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try a little <laughs> Viagra. That's what I've heard. Let's see. I find it's a blank screen. It's not coming up. It'll come up in a second. Give me a second and I will have it. Ah, here we go. All right. Back to the Ben's 391. The Ben House of Horror. Hey, f- hi, fellas. I almost forgot what you, what you sounded like. And since Scott wasn't there, I did forget what he sounds like. Just kidding. Of course, I didn't have either of your comics. I can't think of many horror books I do have. I think I have the series of books about Batman and vampires, maybe a Superman versus Dracula. Superman 344, I believe. Uh, without looking, that's all that comes to mind right now. I enjoyed and had missed Bill's impersonations and accents. <laughs> he says you got talent. Eh, I don't know about that. I guess we're ever closer to episode 400. I am sure it will be an excellent show as as all of your shows are. I thank you once again for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. Now, thank you, Russell. What I wanted to say about that, have you had a chance to listen to that, Scott, or know what issues we covered? No, I'm not sure what episode he's talking about. Uh, It was 391. It was the Halloween one, the Ben's House of Horror. I did an issue of House of Mystery... I had posted in back, back to the bins asking for somebody to t- help me figure out which issue this was because I did the story where the oh, guy. Oh yes, was, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, somebody yeah, found that. Yeah, actually, my daughter found it before anybody else did, and because she huh. sent me a picture, so she's like, "Is this?" Because I said something about a guy blowing up with fireworks. Like five minutes later, she's like, "Is this what you're looking for?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, how did you find that so fast?" It's exactly what I'm looking for. But uh, that wasn't uh, – yeah, I think we covered most of the stories in that book, didn't we? Uh, I think it, we or, did. Or at least two. We, we did the uh, the one with the fireworks and the one with the uh, the psychedelic 60s uh, vampire with the woman in the hot – Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one was, I believe, wasn't that Alan Weiss or with the Cap um, – not Cap Wolf, but Falcon Wolf? Yes. Falcon Wolf? 
Yeah, that that was the one when we were talking, I believe, about the Alan Vice special that you brought. That one of the things that we, one of the like the splash page we talked about, if I remember correctly, with with a, a Cap fighting all the werewolves, but it wasn't really Cap, if I remember correctly. Am I spacing out? It was not Cap, really. It was, you're, you're correct about that. It was okay. uh, It was one of the inmates in the prison that Nightshade had taken over. That's right. It was. It was. It was kind of like the whole plot to From Russia with but Love. But he was friends with Falcon, I think. Yeah. That's how Something. Cap and Falcon ended up coming. But it was, you know, it was a little convoluted as far as that went, if I remember. Right. I but I, I, I just book we covered until you just said it. <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to tell Scott that we had that we did cut cover that. We we so. Yeah. Never mind. Oh. So uh, yeah, that that's all. And I Never think mind. that catch that catches us up with all the mail in that section, and later we'll have more. Yeah, we, and we have a couple up. of pieces of mail that we'll save for next time because we got rid yes. of a lot of mail just now. And but I, when I say get rid of, I don't want to make it sound like we don't love getting mail. We do. Thank you for no. We just in. we hadn't gotten to it in quite a while. We were very very behind. You're a but now but now we are almost. We only have one more email from last year, and then all the other emails. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So, please send more in. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you in a week. Bye bye. A week. Oh man. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> I just needed to cuddle and you fed me. <laughs> All I needed I mean, was a hug. <laughs>